0: hey what's up everyone it's arw raw and we are here today with kevin abner the ceo of hamsa club a brand you may have seen me wearing a ton since i discovered them in 2018 really cool jewish inspired like jap inspired brand which is so iconic and just take it away kevin you're such a you're such a celebrity out here in la (laughs)
1: <laughs> Amanda, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it.
0: It's been a long time in the making, man. We're both really busy people. Where in LA are you specifically?
1: Uh, I'm based in Encino, California.
0: Woo! Represent my lawyers out there. My Jew lawyer lives out there.
1: Yeah, we got a lot of. Yeah, we got a lot of lawyers out here. We got to represent.
0: Period. Period. I'm actually moving out of Hollywood soon with my fiance because Hollywood's just a fucking madhouse, man. Uh- <laughs>
1: where, where are you moving to?
0: So we're moving to Thousand Oaks.
1: Okay, okay.
0: We're trying to get that quiet life so I can write some new bangers, so I can just get my shit together, you know. I like to come into L.A. to shoot, but I like to get out of L.A. Yeah, know that yeah. Going
1: on, you know? Th- Thousand Oaks is definitely chill. You're out of, uh, you know, the crazy town. You could, you know, escape oh, a little okay. bit.
0: Yeah, that's how I feel because um, it's really funny. My fiancé works for me for Playboy. He makes a percentage of my income, so he, like, drives me everywhere. He helps me with everything, so, like it's really amazing like the support I have from him so it's like if we have a shoot or we have other stuff we can do it because we both work from home um uh we both work in tech and social media so it's really great that you can like you know do all that and a lot of people are afraid to live in Encino or Thousand Oaks or wherever but it's like you shouldn't be because if you got to drive in you can drive in anytime to LA
1: yeah yeah absolutely I mean I'm planning on moving to the city in a few months but you know We're we're born. I was born and raised in the valley, so this is the home of everything, pretty much. That's
0: iconic, and I want to dive into that in a second. But I wanted to say, like, when I went to USC. Um, and live downtown before living in Hollywood, I always had like a vibe of your brand that is very city. Like I thought you were based in like Beverly Hills or downtown or something, the vibe your brand gives. So it was very like city, you know, I love all your shirts. Like, for example, the one I have with Michael Jordan, I can name all my stuff, my 444 hat, like the Jap sweatshirt. Like you have so many iconic designs and I felt like they were so inspired by LA proper. Like, could you touch on that a bit?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, first and foremost, Majority of our supporters are in the city. Um, my majority of my family is in the city. I, I think I'm the only one that's like in the, in the valley still. But uh, our, our um, core audience is definitely in Los Angeles as well as other places throughout America. But uh, yeah, it was just really inspired by pop culture and the LA city life. Um, because in the Valley, there isn't much stuff to do. We always have to drive out, um, to LA and, and get the fun out. So it was pretty much derived from there.
0: Yeah. I feel a lot of that about LA. As I mentioned, I'm here shooting a lot. I'm doing a lot of stuff. And I always thought, what if I lived outside of LA so I could get my thoughts together, do my edits, my promo, my back writing, all the back end stuff right? And then come into LA when it's time to, like, celebrate or enjoy or stuff like that, right? For example, this weekend is the Grammys and I'm staying at the Beverly Hills Hotel with my mama and my fiancé, and it's like, I could go do that from anywhere from, you know what I mean? You could just live near LA and then do your thing, you know?
1: Well, where are you originally from?
0: I'm originally from uh, Bethesda, Maryland, right next to Washington, D.C.
1: Oh, shit.
0: Yeah, so I moved here when I was 18, and then that's how I became a rapper and social media um, person and all of this stuff that I've done, and um then that's how i got into playboy and that's kind of how everything else turned into what it is today it's really crazy honestly
1: (laughs) well i i hope you um did well in the city and i hope you still enjoy enjoying the time you have here we
0: are we are we're, we're definitely ready to get out of the city we're actually going to look at some places tonight but it's just you know it's just crazy just to experience the city for so many years and then you know i feel like um my fiance and i talk about this a lot it's like once you make your connections and you've done everything you can do, then that's perfect. Move out. And then when you want to meet up with friends, you know, come into L.A. I have a lot of friends live in Encino, that whole area, Malibu area. And you can actually do a lot of stuff um, in this, you know, this whole side of the city.
1: Yeah. The world's your oyster. It's up to you to take control.
0: It really is. And I was curious to ask you, like, how, how did you find me in the first place? Because I remember in 2018, you found my page and you were like, oh, my gosh, you're so iconic. Julia. And then it was like, oh, my gosh, like, I love your brand. And I was so into it.
1: I think um, I think you popped up on Snapchat on the on my feed. That's uh, how so
0: many people know me. Oh my yeah, god! I used to be uh, huge on Snapchat. Now my main place is Instagram. I have uh, a lot of followers there. But
1: uh, yeah, I think I think you did Snapchat something with your mom involved. You like, oh
0: my TV show! Oh my god, yeah, the dating yeah. show I was on. Wait, no way! Oh my god.
1: Yeah, so we saw that. And we're like, okay, this is like a you know, interesting character, let's see, reach out, see what we could do with Uh, it, so that's that's what happened.
0: And I love that, because I currently work as my day job as a social media manager for a few clients, and that's how I reach out to people, too, because I see people I like, right, and then I'm just like, message them, like, it can't hurt to message them, right, and people like, oh, no one responds, like, no, they respond right away, like, if they vibe with you, they want to do it.
1: Yeah, everyone, everyone sees their DMs, no matter who you are,
0: yeah i feel like you just have to keep going and keep promoting and that means a lot that you reached out to me like that and um i really vibe seriously with your brand and you know going to the grammy sunday i'm like i wish i had some hamsa drip though like you guys should make jewelry like for real
1: uh yeah there's definitely a lot of things we're getting our eyes on for the summertime jewelry accessories sunglasses a bunch of different things
0: love that add me to your email list i never get any emails from you guys
1: Oh, 100%. I got you. I keep
0: trying to add to the email list. It doesn't let me.
1: <laughs> well, we got to figure that out. Yeah, I know we happen. do.
0: But yeah, wait, so let's dive into this. How did you start Hamsa Club? Like, tell me about your life. You're born in Encino, obviously. And what, what was your life like? And then how did you end up like, oh, I should make this great brand. Like, you have so many fun designs that are so based off of brands that we all love. Like, you know, Chrome Hearts. Like, you know, uh, Gucci. All this stuff.
1: Yeah, so I think it was Late around 2016, uh, I left working at Bloomingdale's, and at the time Word. I was wor- I was working at the fulfillment center, and that was when uh, online sales was taking over, and I opened my eyes, saying like, I gotta dive what in. What year now. was this? This was, like, around 2016.
0: Okay, yeah, like, online shopping was popping off.
1: Yeah, so, like, uh, Bloomingdale's at the time, they, like, converted a bunch of the stores into fulfillment centers because online was taking over, and I was, like, um, doing a bunch of customer service, fulfilling orders, the back end. And it just uh, opened my eyes a bit, saying, hey, I got to get something going. Um, And the idea just came about from... Um, The first design I ever made, it was uh, the L.A. collection, which was like a mixture of Hebrew and English. And it the idea just popped up in my head. And uh, I drew it out on a piece of paper. I still have the paper to this day. Um, and from then, I went to the mall. I got that printed, you know, those kiosks that do custom one-off pieces. Uh, every mall has one so yes
0: i know what you're talking about
1: yeah 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 so i got that sample uh one t-shirt wore it out to friends um parties events bars clubs bungalow like everywhere um just to get people's input on it so it's pretty much like a free focus group you just walk around and if people vibe with it they fuck with it uh, that shows that you know Yeah, there's like interest and might be demand for it. So after like a few months, you know, walking around and getting great input, I said, screw it. Let's just put a small order into production. 12 white shirts, 12 black shirts, 12 hats. Wow. Uh, At the time, dad hats were popping off. So there were dad hats. And, you know, with every business in the beginning, Friends and Fam is going to support. So we got a lot of support from then, but that's a little too biased. Yeah, it's a um, little too
0: biased. So you're like, what else can we do?
1: What else can we do? So uh, we st- I just started with like that collection on Instagram. It, it did really well. And then from then I created the Zip Up, which was inspired by Chrome Hearts. And this is like way before... This is before the resurgence of Chrome Arts in 2020. This was in 2016, yeah. and I was yeah just, that was
0: before the, was the OG.
1: Yeah, I was just thinking because I was I loved growing up. Chrome Arts was, was like one of my favorite brands ever. Um,
0: same same OG 2000 shit.
1: Yeah, and um, I'm like, okay, I know some people they're not gonna want to wear a cross. We gotta symbolize something with a hamsa. So I created i created the members only zip up. And I, we put the Hamsa on it. And that was like the first product that I really did really well. And uh, two months after launching, I had this vision that um, Drake, Chantel Jeffries, and R- Obio Ryan, Ryan Silverstein, Drake's cousin, would like a post of mine. And I, I kid you not, I manifested this. I and, believe
0: in manifestation. You're talking to the queen of manifestation.
1: Listen, some people think it's like, you know, corny. Oh, manifest this, manifest that. No, it's crazy what your mind could do.
0: Yeah, and um, it best, I'd be a Playboy Bunny. And everyone's like, no, you fucking can't do that. Look what <laughs> it in. <is."> Boom. <laughs>
1: exactly. Right there. So, so at the time, the uh, Arthur meme with the fist was popping off. So I. Um, Classic
0: Arthur meme. Check. Yeah, with,
1: with the fist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then um I created I created a quick meme. It was on a Friday and uh, it said when it's Shabbat and you're about to get lit and Arthur was holding the Manischewitz bottle and uh, I tagged Drake, I tagged Chantel and I tagged Ryan. Um at the time Ryan and Chantel were super close. They were like on each other's Snapchats. Uh, they're on Instagram. They're, they're super close. So I knew they would like it a lot. And obviously, Drake, with the hell yeah, fucking right. He was holding on the shouts bottle. And I, and I just I just knew it was going to happen. So I tagged them around 4 or 5 p.m. right on Friday, right before Shabbat. An hour or two goes by. I get a notification that Ryan liked it. Ryan then tagged Chantel. Chantel comments on it. She says she loved it. And then, like, as I'm locking the door, going on my way to my cousin's um, Shabbat dinner, I get a notification on the phone, Champagne Pop, you liked your photo. And then uh, I'm like, oh, shit, it happened. And, you know, I'm like, this is dope, but we need more out of this. So I DM all three. And then luckily enough um shout out to ryan silver screen for uh replying back to the dm and he said he loved the stuff he wanted merch sent to him so he could give give it to drake and chantel and i'm like holy fuck this is nuts so um right and you're like you
0: manifested that and right now i have some big manifestations i feel you because ahead of going to grammys you know i'm like i want to do all this stuff but like new music and all this stuff with new other musicians to get nominated for next year like all of these all of these ideas since i was fyc and i feel like once you get a taste of that shit you need to go to the next level you know
1: yeah it's so it's gonna be a great networking opportunity for you too so you need to definitely be on your AA for sure
0: exactly 100
1: and then um so after that i'm like okay sick i sent sent that merch but on top of that, what I made sure to do, I did custom embroidery on all the hoods. Um, so Chantelle starts wearing it. She starts posting on her Instagram. They did a whole unboxing on Snapchat. Uh, Chantelle even posted a photo on her feed that featured like her um, custom uh, hood that we made. And then a weeks go by. And then she gets caught with the Hollywood Fix wearing it. And it had like a million views on YouTube. And then another few weeks go by. And at a time, she was super close with Alyssa Violet. Alyssa Violet borrows her her hoodie, the zip-up hoodie. She gets caught with Hollywood Fix. Then that video goes viral on YouTube too. And then this whole entire thing just slowly blows up. And um, from then on, we built different tours. So like season two became the New York collection. Season three was yeah, Miami. That was sick. Season four was Toronto. Uh, last year was Chicago. So each season we built around around the city. So that was just like pretty much the early beginnings of what Homs the Club. How right.
0: And you did like one by one to get the interest of each place, which is very smart.
1: Yeah, yeah, you want to make sure it's like putting a flag in each state. You want to make sure you want to captivate the audience and just Mm -hmm. like roll it out slowly, kind of like it's like franchising, if you will.
0: Yeah. And how old are you now, if you don't mind my
1: asking? I'm 29.
0: Great. I'm 25. I was thinking we're in like the same age group. Yeah, like I was like, you're definitely on the hype beast trends and on all the complex trends, like at the time. What happened to Chantel Jeffries?
1: um Chantel's still doing a thing she's still a DJ DJ. she does her influence influencer thing she's still around with her again yeah um yeah she was at uh she was at his Apollo show last week they're Mm -hmm. kind of close
0: I want to meet Drake he's the Jewish icon he's a blueprint
1: yeah 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 uh he yeah he's one one of our muses as well Drake Drake's
0: yeah your stuff reminds me of that like so, okay, so you were starting this up... Okay, so like back in 2016, you were... That was... Wow, that was... Fuck, that was seven years ago. What? Oh, my God. Was that seven years ago?
1: Um, It's about to be seven years ago, yeah.
0: So you literally have manifested everything.
1: you were. Yeah, pretty much. Like- yeah, and then... Wow. Also, you had to look at the marketplace, too. It was, it was, like, at the time... Like, I did research. There was, like jewish shirts that are like kind of corny and like
0: mm-hmm. you know
1: what i mean it wasn't well really what corny Homs- and not cute and
0: now yeah what hamsa
1: club a- is what hamsa club really is is just like we're painting the gray area in between what people think what a jew is because like usually when people think what a jewish person is the first thing that comes in their mind is oh he has a top hat and he has like curls on the side of his head but he doesn't think about people like our friends our community that are like dope that have they styli- think about like have-
0: greedy orthodox do they don't th- like yeah
1: they don't they don't think about the, the stylish person that has flavor that has knowledge about you know pop culture and like stuff like that they the first thing that come in the head is that so we're here to paint the great area
0: yeah my next question is have you had jonah Hitler, or someone like that wear your merch yet
1: um i haven't we haven't gotten jonah hill though uh I, I dm'd i dm the sister of jonah hill a few years back she never responded but you oh know, jesus we'll, we'll keep trying
0: we'll keep trying we'll keep trying no but that's dope because i was gonna say like the, the first reason i was even into your stuff was the fact that you just reached out to me directly and i was like oh this is so funny and like i get so many compliments every single time i wear your merch so i was like we should totally do a collab sometime like once i I have a lot more, like, time and, like, I have, like, a storage unit and stuff. I could actually have, like, the ability to, like, make a, like, limited run with you and kind of go viral on it, you know?
1: Yeah, let us know what ideas you have. We could definitely make it happen.
0: Yeah, like, let's talk after the show. But 100%, your stuff is so unique. Like, have you had any lawsuits ever about the designs? Like, you play so many jokes on, like, the Jewish culture and, like, brands that it's just, like, I'm, like, someone has had to try to mess with you.
1: No, knock on wood. No one has ever. Uh, came
0: Thank God, from- knock on wood. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: No one, no one has came. came wow,
0: and you make your whole income off of Hamza, correct?
1: Uh, it's just one of the incomes. This is like a, just a huge passion project that turned into very impressive. It turned into a legitimate business at this point.
0: I love that, and I asked the income question because a lot of people on my podcast come on and they're like, oh, I made a clothing brand, don't make much money. Or like, oh yeah, I'm on Playboy or I'm on whatever. I'm on Spotify, I don't make much money. But like the fact that there's people like visibly actually ordering your stuff and supporting you, that's a huge fucking...
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, ama- it's amazing. Honestly, without without Homsa Club members, we're obviously nothing. They, they're the reason why we exist. Uh, yeah. The, D- the DMs we get, the emails we get, you know, the messages we get. Uh, it's what keeps us going. I, our our community is—we have a huge cult following. Like they're behind the brand, they're behind the product. They show mad love, and they're just—they're themselves. Like it's a reflection of Homsa Club members. Like we're—we're we're entrepreneurs. We do different things that most other people think we don't do. I, we're really good at our craft, pretty much.
0: And I think that people respect you a lot for that because they understand what you do. They see like all the work behind it because you do post to social media, like printing your stuff and like showing off like the process of everything. And I think yeah, it's de-
1: the- it's definitely good to it's definitely good to show the behind the scenes. And... Yeah, like
0: I make a ton of money on Playboy off of my behind the scenes stuff. It's like at the end of the day, like behind the scenes is like its own, it's its own category of content.
1: Yeah, be, beyond the scenes, it's it's more intimate. You're really showing, kind of like showing off, peeling the onion layer off, and, and showing like the. And does it right help you a lot
0: to like do that stuff? And then you send out. Do you send out emails a lot to promote your products?
1: Yeah, we do. Um, influencer shoutouts. We do email runs. We 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 do it all.
0: That's really impressive. I love that honestly we should do a collab like i'm serious like a like a line like i pay you and we do like a drop
1: we do like customers. yeah what's great? what's great about the, the businesses we also do customers for other people as well for other brands for other you know um companies people that want to start their own business we do it all
0: that's amazing i think that's really uh, i mean it just it's crazy to think, like, a Jewish guy from Encino could just come up with this brand and have, like, celebrities noticing, influencers noticing. Like, who's the biggest person who's worn your stuff? Besides me, obviously. Just kidding. Like, who's, like, the biggest celebrity who's worn all your clothes and, like, promoted you?
1: Biggest celebrities, that again, I have to say the members. The members are celebrities. They're the ones that are pushing the product every single day. Um,
0: yeah, that's the key. And I think that's really cool that you expanded to, like, 444 and that type of stuff, like, angel numbers and, like, as you know, I have a 444 tattoo, so I was like, that really resonated with me and people in our day Oh,
1: I, I had no idea. You have a 444 tattoo? Oh my god,
0: look through my photos, man. My neck tattoo.
1: I, I when did you get it?
0: Last year. Two years ago now. But yeah, I'm like, it's 2023,
1: shit. That's sick. I fucks with it.
0: Yeah, I know. I love that, like, I don't know. I just love the, that now Jews can get tattoos. I love that, like, you have your whole brand that's like rips, like you know, kind of the bad Jews. You know, I'm one of the bad Jews. We have like my song Jewish and all that stuff. I'm sure, I'm sure you've heard it, and um, that whole side of my brand. I think it's cool, like that that another brand's doing stuff like that, where you're just like doing Jewish stuff, but also non Jewish stuff, so other people can understand like what is, what is this you know guy's brand about? It's not just about Jews. It's not just about like oh, only Jews can buy this stuff. It's like anyone can buy this. Anyone can rep it. Anyone can slay it.
1: The, gr- the great thing about Hamza Club is, is, like, you know, you don't have to be Jewish to love Hamza Club. Uh, When I do, like, you know, pop-ups, like, at Silver Lake Flea, we have people from all over oh the God, world. God, I've never
0: seen you at Silver Lake Flea. I need to go
1: we were we're there last week saturday and sunday we do a little silently just so you know
0: message me next time and i'll pull up uh
1: yeah for sure i got you especially Uh, when
0: we move out of la i'll want to like come back to la and do stuff because it's just like yo like i want to come no
1: silver silver lake flea is amazing they show mad love there um you know people from all around that are not even jewish they, they buy the product uh it's just wow it's just it's just great That's to good. you know meet the people and my friend who up. I did a
0: merch collab with Shop Burghose, they did a whole um they did a whole collab with me and I met them at the Silver Lake Flea actually initially
1: yeah no I I love the Silver Lake Flea I think uh, it's one of the best flea markets in LA even better than Melrose Trading Post to be honest with you
0: I think so I think so
1: Los Feliz is doing good too I got to check that out I haven't been there yet but I heard great things
0: I mean it's really good I think all of those are I've been to all of them.
1: Really, I think
0: that Silver Lake is the best, probably.
1: Yeah, Silver Lake. They, um, if you really want vintage, they have like really good curated pieces that's not just like reprints of anything, you'll find the good OG, OG, yeah, OG 90s, 80s printed vintage, and it's just a vibe in general. Silver Lake is a great city.
0: I know Silver Lake's dope, I would live there if it wasn't so expensive.
1: Yeah, yeah, I was thinking of moving to Silver Lake too. Um, yeah, I, I love Silver Lake. Silver Lake's amazing.
0: I love it too, but it's just so expensive there, and you can't get much space. That's a problem for me because I have two cats and my fiance and me. So it's like
1: that's true. Space you know? is kind of limited. That's that's the that's a flaw. That's
0: that's the that's the problem. And I think that that's part of why like L A. is such like a vibe. But it's like at the same time, you got to, like you know do your thing, whatever you got to do to make it happen. I feel like, like, living in Hollywood the last few years, it's been, like, whoa, like, so crazy, and, like, your brand perfectly encapsulates cities, like, I feel like all your merch is so urban.
1: Yeah, um, it's inspired by, you know, pop culture, hip-hop, that that sort of thing, so it definitely it definitely gets the the vibe from that.
0: Well, I'm glad you're going to add me to your email list. Cause I'm definitely going to get a lot more stuff, but we definitely need like a whole collab. I see you follow one of my fans, this girl named Hadass and my other friend, um, Jewish girl problems. Like I love those people. So like the fact that like everyone in the community is now into your stuff. like I saw they fucked with you for a while, but I'm like
1: Jewish girl, stuff. Jewish girl problems. Um, I actually reached out to them when they were like super small. They're like, I forgot at least under a thousand followers. Um, Ali Silverberg, shout out to Ali. She has an amazing page. Um yeah, I, I saw that. I'm like, wow, this is exactly what the community needs. And yeah,
0: and, and like, she and she did it, she everybody.
1: did her thing, she blew it up, and, and it's what I envisioned. And shouts uh, shout out to her.
0: And yeah, shout out to her, and I love your Hamsa Club Academy sweater with all like the with like Nathan Fielder and like Jonah and like Barb and Amy Winehouse, all those people. I thought that was really cool, and I'm like, oh my god! Hopefully, one day when I'm huge, we can do like a whole Jew collab. Like, oh my god, Jewish rapper queen. And I loved your Doja Cat stuff. Like, there's a huge controversy that she's not Jewish because the only the dad or was it her mom's Jewish? Is her, her mom's Jewish? Oh yeah, so she is Jewish. Okay, because I saw some stuff on TikTok that was like, oh, she's not really Jewish. It's like, but she is though.
1: Yeah, there's a lot on TikTok. not that she's
0: Jewish because she's such an icon. There's
1: a lot of people on TikTok that are like the quote-unquote Chabad police telling people who's Jewish, who's not. Yeah, it's they're like, just so misinformed. Like, people are always even,
0: like, oh, you're not Jewish anymore because you have tattoos. And it's
1: like, well... Uh, no, that's the, pro- that's the problem. Because, like, you're pushing like, oh, you're, people, you're, you're, pu- like you're pushing people away from the faith even more by telling them you're not this, you're not that. Like, in my eyes, even if you're half-Jewish, you're still Jewish. I mean... Don't push yeah. someone out of the faith for no reason.
0: I totally like, agree. Like, I, I think you're a Jewish as long as you, like, come from Jewish people or you, like, believe in the Jewish religion. Like, or you're just culturally Jewish. But, like, I hate when people are like, oh, haha, like, I'm Jewish because my uncle's friend was Jewish. It's, like, some random, like. No,
1: yeah, story. like, even last week, Silver Lake Flea, like, one of the girls, she was just walking past. She's like, she She said, oh, I'm just half Jewish, like, in a depressing tone. I'm like, And I was just, like, letting them know. Like, yo, you like. You're still part of the tribe like well, i'm sure whatever happened to you or what people said to you in the past like don't let that fool you like you know what i mean I was yeah don't let try.
0: that fool you and i was actually on little dicky's show i had a little feature part um for the new season that's dropping in april season three um for dave bird and it was like on the set everyone's like oh you're jewish right like you're the jewish rapper and people like knew who i was and that just like felt so good to be like Oh, that, yeah, like, i'm the jewish rapper you know what i mean like i'm also a lot of other things but being the jewish rapper gives me a lot of like gives me a lot of you know
1: that's you funny know, that you brought rap. up the little dicky uh show so well, another thing is when we when i started hamsa club um i was wearing one of the pieces to the cl- uh bar slash club 41 ocean it was called 41 ocean at the time uh, i was on santa monica Club
0: together sometime bro
1: Easy, easy anytime. Oh, um, Text me whenever, man. Um, so I'm just walking, and then this is when Dickie was doing save that money, and uh Gotta
0: save that money,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. And then um, out of nowhere, data data pops up, and he and he's like, Yo, I need this fucking shirt, I need this shirt, I need it right now. I'm like, Oh shit. I take down his number. He introduced me to Dickie, and uh, Andy Milanakis was with him. And uh, I got, I got Gator's number at the time. I got
0: Gator's number. We worked a movie together separately from from Dave. He's funny guy.
1: Yeah, yeah. And then um, I met up with him in Venice, and he was just talking to me about his life and all these things. And I, I gave him the merch, and he was just fucking with the heavy. He was just, like, taking pictures. And um, what was it, two years ago? I was watching the first season of Dave, and I'm just looking at all the brands that they're using. I'm like, "Yo, what the fuck? I need to be on the show." So uh, I googled the stylist. I DM the stylist. Um, the stylist said, "Yo, I love the brand too. I speak yeah. to my assistant." I spoke with the assistant. I met with, I met up with the assistant months later. I sent them like. 30 40 pieces but this was like during covid and ah. uh and um i sent them the pieces and they're saying they're gonna use it so like i was super excited i'm like oh shit and I'm then all the time
0: this. they don't use it yeah, and,
1: yeah 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 and then season two comes out i'm like oh shit they're not using like um you know independent brands anymore everything was nike jordan yeah well they're about
0: now that's the thing like when i worked on the show like i don't even i'm just i do acting for fun basically and i do cameos as myself and i was asked to come on set and be like one of the people in the front of the crowd like filming him for this one concert scene it's so, like okay i'll come through and do it I, I thought it was more of like yeah like that vibe that you were talking about like oh like they want to take on small brands small creators i thought you know since they reached out to me like oh they want to promote small creators right But then when I got there, they were like all about like, oh, this is the catering, like this is the this place where you're supposed to sit, like before you get on stage and stuff like, or get on, you know, set and all this stuff. And it was like, damn, I thought it was much more like lower level production. Like I went to USC for film and business, so like I've been on sets where it's more like chill, you know what I mean? It just like, just they're just making it happen, and everyone that you know comes at different times. But it was like you had to be there all day for like 18 hours. Like it was like a really legit set.
1: Yeah, I I saw the behind the scenes of it. It, it. it was pretty, uh, pretty yeah. mind blowing.
0: I got to work with his friend Christine. I had a whole scene with her. She's sick. The Asian girl. Oh, you did. Mm-hmm. You'll see season three, episode one.
1: I didn't. Honestly, I didn't know they were gonna do another season. there's pretty. dropped
0: like April fifth, I think.
1: That's dope. That's so I gotta check it out.
0: Mm-hmm. You must. But anyway, off of the topic of Lil Dicky, like being in LA, you have such a great wealth of like opportunities for collab and like promotion and stuff. Like, I'd love if you would get into that side of things. Like, how do you end up getting influencers and stuff? For example, people like me, I'm always like, let me check out this page, see what they're up to. And they'll do stuff for free if I think they're cool. But like a lot of influencers, you know, they charge now. I charge for brands where it's like something I wouldn't normally fuck with. It's like, okay, well, if you really want me to promote you, like you're up to pay. You know what I mean? Um,
1: one thing that we're super blessed with is majority of the times people reach out to us. Um, we, we, when we want to do like a huge outreach for like marketing campaigns and purposes, we'll pick and choose people, but majority of the time is people reaching out to us, DMing us, uh, email and, and then we see if it's a perfect fit.
0: I mean, I love that. And I think that's a really great way to do things and um yeah I'm, so basically i'm looking to do new collabs because it's so crazy when it's like you're working with new people and you get way more promotion out of it because then everyone from their people looks at yourself and like oh shit this is sick you know what i mean
1: yeah yeah uh it's, also- it's a
0: lot to balance the promotion of all of this you know what i mean
1: yeah is it's is it more than just a partnership there's more that goes involved
0: it's a lot involved and to kind of segue into that um what's it like on the day-to-day promoting merch because for me i spend so much more time promoting playboy and promoting um working for my day job than merch because it's so much work to like get it out do a whole shoot like promote like i've been really bad about it i'm trying to be better when i move out um you know up north like have more outdoor shoes have more like time to like come up with things you know just so crazy mentally living in hollywood but anyway i'm trying to like you know get my shit together and promote more like how do you how do you do that constantly having new shoots and new 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 stuff besides bts
1: um, well the first thing I what we recently did was we purchased like the cameras and our own photo booths, if you will. So that so that made things easier and made it more cost efficient. Um mm-hmm. but honestly, really it's just like putting it down on on the on a board, on a mood board or writing down what you think works and you put it on the wall and you look at that every day. And remind yourself uh, that's what you need to do, um, and also just like you know, getting inspired by others and going to different cities, states, and you know, anytime something that intrigues me, I always put it on my notepad, take a picture, and make sure that you know I, I remember it and build build it off that. Um, well,
0: I was writing in my notes app what I want to do.
1: I want to yeah. do like
0: a whole Playboy shoot and promote my merch with that because it's very on brand for me you know what i mean like do a whole shoot in lingerie and then like kind of play around with a, a hoodie or hold up my stickers stuff like that you know
1: yeah you need to have a good solid um creative team behind you as well to get that going you said you're yeah. you said your yeah, are yeah, fiance your fiance helps you
0: yeah my fiance helps me a lot that's my team what does he do he does all my photos all my videos he helps me promote on reddit um what else? He drives me everywhere. He helps me come up with like um new ideas. He helps me with all my music, all of this stuff.
1: And he how'd you meet of- how'd you meet him?
0: So we met originally through Hinge. No way. The dating app. Yeah, and we met five years ago. Who uh, liked Who liked
1: each other first? Who what? Who liked each other first? Was it you liking his profile or was it the other way around?
0: Um uh, wait, he's in the other room working. Let me ask him. Jordan who likes who's his profile first? See, we can't remember. He said like, he can't remember. I don't remember either. Oh, shit. But we were supposed to see a movie and it was really crazy because I was actually in the middle of some really crazy personal stuff. So I had to reschedule. And then he was like, he thought I was catfishing him because he thought like he saw me also from Snapchat from that dating show. And he was like, Is this a bunch of USC guys trolling me? Because he was like waiting outside my apartment. I was like doing something else. I was like busy. He's like, Well, I'm down here. Like, are you trolling me? And I was like, No, it's me. I promise. He's like, Is this a fake photo? I was like, Are you like catfishing me? I was like, No, that's me. And I came down. And he was like, Okay, okay, okay. It's all good. Cause he was just like, What the fuck? He said I took an hour to
1: get ready. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's, that's that's pretty normal. Um, did you did you find out right then and there this this is gonna be the guy for you, or how did it work?
0: Um, I felt like, I felt an instant connection with him for sure. But I was like, I never knew we'd be together so long and like do everything we've done. Like the fact that he helped me, um, you know, be in the Grammys and all this stuff. Like he really helps me with everything. Like I can say I do everything myself, but he also really just like supports me and I do the same for him. So we, we, um, co-own a production company. We're making this really cool animated series and online webtoon, which is like an online comic for, um, his series Winds of Akoshu, which he wrote like right before we met. So now we're co-producing it. it. We pitched to Netflix and some other companies, but we're looking for like a, a really good buyer. And we just constantly help each other with all our stuff, which is great because we both work from home. So we kind of like do whatever we need to do. We travel to Aspen, DC to help my mom with her business because we both help her too. And we just kind of work together a ton. And today we were talking about like how we want to just get super into Reddit, promoting on Reddit, like getting everything going crazy on reddit like i feel like that's a big thing for your brand too like putting it in the funny jewish reddit chats like you know what i mean that's
1: that's that's what we did with the um the nftt last year last january oh my,
0: need, my my fiance needs an nft shirt he loves nfts
1: yeah when nfts is like really popular uh, we put out the nft shirt it boy. went viral on tiktok and we had like <laughs> a half a million views and like sales Whoa, were like,
0: from reddit which reddit did no
1: you? from from tiktok uh oh, and then TikTok. from and then from that we we promoted it on Reddit and it just like it just blew up. It was like one of our best selling teas of all time.
0: Wow! Yeah, I'm definitely gonna use Reddit and TikTok more. Like I just try to use everything. Like what hash did you do on TikTok?
1: Uh, TikTok, whatever is native to our niche, but at the same time, um, it's always good to, you know, mix it up every now and then. Um obviously you do like you know jewish check but uh branding as well so we put Hamster club as a hashtag and if you search up Hamster club hashtag has like two million views on it so that's good um you should honestly consider promoting on pinterest too pinterest is pinterest. pinterest has been giving us a lot of good organic reach and what suggest, do you
0: post on Pinterest? Like which which sections?
1: So we just so pretty much we just repost the photos of like, you know, uh influencers or people wearing our merch. And then you type in, let's say if it's like a Florida trucker hat, like game day outfit inspo, a bunch of keywords, a bunch of search terms. So when someone searches that pops up. And it just oh, so awesome. I can write
0: like beautiful sexy curvy playboy model and then that gets like pinned pet flagged.
1: Yeah, like lingerie inspo, Playboy Inspo. There's you know, some stuff you could do. Yeah, you gotta, laundry, you, you gotta play like, around with it.
0: Yeah, no, play around with it, like lingerie inspo. And I've also been using Tumblr recently. Some other Playboy bunnies have told me to do that. And I'm like, I see a lot of results from that.
1: From where? Tumblr, you <laughs> said? Yeah. Wow, I, I haven't heard of Tumblr in years. I
0: know, I know, right? I thought, I was like, that has to be Cap, Like, that can't be true. But apparently, like, Tumblr's having a resurgence.
1: That's good. I, I'm I'm here for it, for sure.
0: Yes, I love it. Like, I just love the resurgence of everything. And I feel like it's been so great living in Hollywood and being out here and, like, going to USC and doing all of that when I was 18 and now twenty 25. And then, like, being able to, like, get some peace and quiet and start, like, really strategizing and promoting, like, and have my own space. Because... It's just crazy when you like I know you're about to move to LA which you honestly should but like you feel like so sucked into the machine sometimes it's crazy.
1: I mean yeah, I've worked I've worked in, in the city before. It kind of gets overwhelming. Really? I used to be in the industry too. And um it gets overwhelming every now and then but you know it's it, it's fun. It's a lot of fun. It's definitely a lot more fun than you know chilling in the valley that's for sure.
0: Yeah, it's just different like like you were saying, my fiance, like how did I know he's the one? Like I just felt like instantly like a connection with him. Like he understood me um, in a way that no one else did at a time where people were really judging me and I had a lot of personal stuff going on. And I felt like, okay, we need to be in LA to like make connections and do everything we need to do to get our careers where they need to be. And now that I have Playboy, now that I have, I have Grammys, now that I have like, you know, um, everything with my social media career and being a social media manager and making enough amount to like, you know, pay rent and like pay my bills and like do all this stuff. I feel comfortable like moving further out, but I feel like um, for anyone who's listening to this who wants to come to LA and like be like you, like in clothing or be it like me in music and and fashion and um, that type of stuff, you have to be in LA to start off because otherwise the vibes will just be weird, you know.
1: Yeah, uh, I would also recommend make sure your your circle of friends are pretty solid too, yeah. because I mean, being a native. I've I've seen it. People come and go, go left, go right, and it's all because of the circle. So make sure you have a good head on your shoulders and uh, just have, you know, common sense.
0: Agreed. Once you have common sense, everything will work out and fall into place. But a lot of people just don't get that type of shit.
1: Yeah, because you come in here, you get blinded by all the glitz and glamour. It's very easy to get blinded. That uh, you, you f- sort of lose yourself and become someone else at some point.
0: Yeah, and I feel like to a certain extent I've have become someone else. I'm trying to, you know, really tap into who I am. And that's why I took on the role of like marketing director and head of social media for my mom's um, dermatology practice. And my fiance does um, PR and video editing for her so that we can um, get to see my family more and be in D.C. like every other month for at least a few days you know just like I feel like when I'm just away from my family for too long like for months and months and months at a time or they just like come here to like go to a show of mine or go to the Grammys or whatever it's like I feel like I'm this different person like I don't even know how to explain it I I don't feel like I have a split personality or like I'm bipolar or something nothing like that just they feel like you become you know you just become this like I don't want to say washed up version of yourself but I'm gonna say like LA caricature of yourself almost you know
1: yeah, but at, at the same time, one thing that people that are born and raised here hate the most is, like, um, the transplants coming here saying, oh, people here are so fake, this and that. Is, is yeah, LA not... so
0: fake, da-da-da, like yeah, all Yeah, that's stuff. not like, the case. That's you're not just, true. You're, you're,
1: you're just vibing with the wrong people. Being caught in the scene for too long will be detrimental to you, so, you know. You just play your cards right. It's pretty, pretty exactly.
0: Simple. And everyone has their time where they should live in LA, New York, Chicago, whatever. And then the, the, the time where they should move a little further out and get some peace and quiet. And I feel like I got so deep into acting that I was like, wow, like I love acting, but I'm like, well, I kind of want to keep doing it as a passion. You know what I mean? Like making projects with my friends for my real, like, I'm getting new headshots this spring, like that type of stuff. But like, don't overdo it. Like, I don't feel like I need more classes. I don't feel like I need to be, you know, constantly in this feedback loop where you're paying all these people. Like, you have to like, see what you can do and then figure it out and then just kind of keep it consistent on the side with whatever you're focusing on, because it's so easy to get sucked into acting or paing or, you know, working at a clothing store when you're in LA because it's like consistent money and it's like, oh, well, like I'm making money, right? But it's like, you know, you're kind of getting sucked into that machine.
1: Yeah, mental health comes first above 100%. anything else, for sure. Definitely take care of that before anything else and um, everything will follow through. But definitely yeah. health is well, that's for sure.
0: I fully agree. And I think that it's important to have, you know, your mental health, which is why I work out a lot, which is why I eat a lot of salad, you know, go to sleep at night, eight hours, that type of situation. Like, obviously, it's great to go out and have fun. Obviously, it's great to, like, do, you know, stuff for yourself. But it's like, at the end of the day you need to keep your mental health good so that you can get your work done and hustle you know even
1: going even going to therapy just like speaking with a therapist like that's yeah therapy helped me so
0: much like
1: i i think more people i mean i did that a lot all last year just because i was just curious you know and it helped out tremendously i feel like people should not be shying away from that and going towards it it's not a weakness it's just something that you know it benefits you and the people around you
0: yes exactly and i think it's important to be efficient and productive because like for example with the grammys this weekend like i'm having my friend come and shoot photos and a whole video i'm having my makeup artist come my hairstylist come like I'm having my mom come into town or stay at the hotel, like really using it for content, you know, like a lot of people ask, well, Amanda, how do you make so much money off like the Instagram creator program or playboy or like social media? It's like, well, because I'm very consistent and I'm constantly doing BTS on stuff and having clips. So then when I'm on a day where I'm just working on getting office work done, I can just post that. People think that like when you're posting something it's right then and there, it's like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm making an, I'm taking an event or a, a, a shoot and making a lot of stuff out of it and making it a big deal. And then using that hype, to kind of ride off of that train and and make that influence and that money.
1: Yeah, you're spot on on that for sure.
0: I would definitely love to do a collab with you, and I could come up with a shoot like this is obviously after I move later on once I got some bread for that. But we could do a whole campaign like I would love to do a hoodie with you or something really cute and like you know just get people's dicks hard over it and be like, oh my god, I need to buy it right now. <laughs> I just love that like you know I love I love everything about you and like I feel like until I met you, Kevin, I was like, who runs this brand? Like it looked like it was like all these Jewish kids writing the brand or something like how do you swing it all by yourself like I know you mentioned you have interns I know you mentioned you have like assistants and stuff like how do you swing this all and like how do you make it happen because I honestly feel like you're going to be even bigger soon like I feel like you need like a whole you know like department store to like offer to purchase you know that's
1: funny well that's funny you said that because uh it's like the second third year we got offered to be in a few stores but I declined to why uh, decline to build
0: with me don't play with me
1: decline to build the audience and build the products more just to prove just to have the proof of concept there um so one of our one of the goals this year is to uh, be in uh Nordstroms be in Bloomingdale's New York um and You should. and absolutely my people... friends,
0: um dad owns uh Nordstrom my oh, friends. They're
1: easy we have a connection the, right the there
0: USC stuff, some USC do stuff right
1: here easy connection right there so definitely that and then also the people that are dming us emailing us asking for job opportunities that's another goal of ours this year is to actually start hiring you guys um because the club is very brandable we we're preparing to have uh to pivot to being a creative agency um for people, especially kids that are in school right now, as well as um our TikTok has really been popping off Hamps Club TV. Um we noticed that the there's a huge entertainment um side to us where we could, you know, promote merch through entertainment. And um there the opportunities are endless with us. We're we're, we're super super brandable. So definitely
0: I love I honestly take advantage of that
1: yeah yeah definitely look out for for those uh later this year
0: i'm here for it i feel like you should do it like there's a lot of people who just follow you to keep tabs on you and just watching 24 7 and like those are the people who are going to be the best like like biggest fuck you you know what i mean when they're just like watching it's like all the people who never want to support you it's like those are the people who support you the most almost because they're always fucking watching
1: you know i always i always remember you know early on when i started like those those type of people. Like, I just, I always... But they were, I, like, silently judging? Well, in a way, because, you know, at the time when I did it, it was, like, no one really did it before. This is, like, 2016. No one really... St- out of my community, no one really, like, stood up and, 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 like, created, like, something that wasn't there. Um, So it took a lot of balls and chutzpah to, like, yeah, actually... balls
0: and chutzpah, the key
1: create something and you know earlier on you know of course there's gonna be some people that are like, what is this what is that but you know they all converted into supporters so that's the fun, that's the best part about it
0: yeah i mean the biggest thing is like doing stuff by yourself but also having other people promote you you know what i mean like you have to be able to do your shit by yourself like you can't rely on others to do things for
1: you yeah that's definitely true
0: i mean like you should still like have friends who can help you but like you know what i mean
1: yeah no another thing is having having great friends too man
0: um that's really important like my friends like are my support system and like honestly i feel like i've weeded out more and more and more friends the more stuff i do because you know the fake people really reveal themselves like once you start seeing some success people get really mad
1: yeah yeah no absolutely having great friends around you great support system that's that's huge uh blessed to have that as well as great parents great family um supporting me um so i i got i got, got everything you gotta thank god for that as well so yeah everything comes into it yeah the most definitely yeah and i feel like god's
0: looking out for me with all my stuff like when I feel an intuition, I feel like it's God telling me, like, you gotta do this, you gotta do that. You know, a lot of people don't get that, but I get that feeling where it's like, oh, so this is where I should move. Oh, so this is, like, what I should be doing next. Oh, so this is the type of song I should make, you know?
1: <clears throat> yeah, it's definitely, whenever he gives you a sign, it's you definitely have to open your eyes and actually take initiative. <laughs> wait, wait. It's 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 not like you're seeing that for no reason. There's there's a reason why you're, you're seeing that. Mm-hmm.
0: Preach. So to wrap up the show, I mean this has been an incredible conversation, but to wrap up the show, like what would your advice be to the next generation of um of fashion lovers and you know chrome hearts obsessed, like Jew King type hype beast guys, what would your like message be?
1: Um But if you ever have like doubt, doubting yourself, thinking that you wouldn't be able to do something. If you're worried about what other people are thinking about you, fuck that. Do what you love. It, this sounds cliche, but it's always going to be true. Just put your head down and literally, honestly, just go go out for it. Um, and just pretty much make sure that you know that the decision you make in the first time doing it is going to make sure it's going to pay off on the last time. Because you might regret it, in the end but you want to make sure that you got something that you'll definitely will remember for the rest of your life like i would definitely not regret doing any of this like five ten years from now like this is yeah
0: and that's how i feel about everything like learning the whole imger system like learning how to even have submitted to the recording academy learning everything i've done recently and like being like you know what sometimes you just gotta like focus on certain things like my acting coach that i used to have taught me something it was like if you have something going for you, take advantage of it. Like, obviously, also, you know, do acting, also do, you know, dance, also do merch, also do this and that. But if rap, for example, for someone like me, rap, influencing, and Playboy are my main things. And it's like if you focus on your three main things and then you have, like, four or five other things going on in the background, that's how you be successful.
1: You can't yeah, just literally, on- just, just go out and do it. If it doesn't yeah, work. Yeah, you
0: can't focus on ten things at once. Exactly. It's like go out and do it. Go out and do what you need to do. And then when you can't, do the other things.
1: Yeah, go out and do it. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. You go out and and you go out and try something else. And once you you figure out whatever works, it works.
0: Like, you worked at fucking Bloomingdale's doing, you know, a shit-ass job that anyone could do, and you're smart. So you were like, fuck this. I'm going to take what I know from this and make something that no one else could do. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I mean, the great thing is, like, even Hamster Club brought uh, other opportunities, too. Like, I was after, like, two years working with the Homsa Club, I had someone reach out to me and wanted me to be uh, a social media position for Steve Aoki.
0: What? Oh, my God. You should have done that and got gotten cake face, all of
1: that stuff. Yeah, so, like, um, they saw my brand, and then they said, hey, we have this social media position for Steve Aoki's new pizza company called Pizza Aoki, and... Uh, Shout out to Oliver Linter and Lawrence Vavra for, you know, taking that chance and opportunity working with me. Um, So I I was doing that while I was working with Homsa Club for a year and a half. So that was actually, you know, amazing. So one idea will lead to another idea will lead to connections. And, you know, it's just it's just it's just amazing what your mind can do.
0: It sounds very inspiring, like what you've done, and like I fully agree. Like, and the fact that you found me on Snapchat, like that really humbled me because it's like for so long people always said like, oh, they found me off of like my old manager's page. Like, I don't want to bring up his name, but like he basically like he basically ruined my life and caused me a lot of personal problems, and and it caused my two hundred fifty thousand uh, dollars a two hundred fifty thousand follower not dollar account on Instagram to be taken down in in. Uh, mid 2018 and that really fucked with my career for a while and it how was, do you like,
1: do that how did that because
0: happen? he made me post like crazy shit all the time and it was clearly against the instagram guidelines and he's like no no like i'm gonna crazy do shit? like
1: what would you do
0: there's like crazy shit like pretend to get a face tattoo and like pretending to get it removed and like this whole you know just putting on like a whole act basically and it was just like no nah, like oh yeah
1: yeah yeah do you I remember was... this no i don't remember this vividly but i remember like this whole trend during that era where like uh Like personalities were doing some crazy outlandish. Yeah, just
0: to get views, exactly. And so my manager at the time, who now works with Bad Baby and Whoa Vicky, he's like, "Oh, do this and that." So like, I really took that as like, you know, the truth. I was like, "This is the Bible. Like, I'll do whatever he says." Like, so then he, we did a bunch of skits, right? And then Instagram sends me a notification one morning that's like, "Oh, due to like a post that was like showing aggression slash like misconduct, like your whole account is permanently banned. Like, do not attempt to like request this account to be you know reviewed. Like, it's it's gone." And I was like, "What the fuck?" So like I freaked out and I was just like, what the fuck? And so many people are finding me from this guy's page. And he's like, oh, don't worry. I'll promote. It's not good for me. Where's my page now? You know what I mean? Like just dealing with all the, the, the repercussions of that, it really taught me to just be myself, be in charge of myself. Like everyone's like, oh, you should hire a manager for your Playboy, like an OnlyFansite manager. You should hire someone to outsource your podcast to do all the editing, or you should hire someone, you know, to take your photos besides your fiance and then edit them. It's like, that's too much because then I'm giving other people control and putting myself into that situation again. You know what I mean?
1: No, I really feel you on that. I have
0: those trust issues because of that. And, like, there was really a whole lawsuit because of that. And it was, like, really stressful. And, like, now I'm just, like, totally focused on myself and, like, making everything happen. And it's, like, that's part of why I'm moving out of L.A., which is, like, such a big topic on this podcast now. Because it's, like, coming up in the next few months. And it's, like, I don't know. It's just, like, the process of, like, I guess living in L.A., becoming this whole other person, then leaving L.A., but still doing the L.A. thing. It's just, like, a whole other thing in my mind yeah it, so-
1: it sounds like you're uh mentally preparing to you know settle down a bit
0: yeah i definitely want to be a mom like i definitely want my kids to be like tiktok stars hopefully like i don't know i don't mean to be weird in that way i just like want my kids to be like celebrities because like i feel like why not like if both of their parents is like actor and then social media influencer like why would that not work you know
1: yeah, thousand oaks is definitely a great area to raise and start a family so you're already yeah, i'm just trying time. to
0: get in that area and then save up to buy a house because it's very like it's very, um, I guess you could say like full circle because I'm from Bethesda, Maryland, you know, D.C. where it's like, you know, very um, wealthy area, similar to like Thousand Oaks, you know, wealthy, kind of a like quiet area, like dead after 9 p.m. And I'm like back into that. It's like, I feel actually excited for that because there's so many shootings and so much danger underneath my apartment every day. That it's like The inside of my apartment is literally a huge fucking, you know, beautiful, luxurious compound. But when you go outside, it's like, this is not it you can't walk outside
1: outside literally becomes like grand theft auto out of nowhere
0: it becomes fucking grand theft auto and that's why i'm like you need to be careful man like text me your apartment options because i want to help you because i know some places that are seriously sketchy that people like case and then target and rob
1: uh yeah yeah no um you're like girl i already know yeah, well, I already got I already got that figured out. Well, got
0: also, that unlocked. per. Yeah,
1: we're, we're in real estate too, so we got that unlocked. Um but you need to go uh, when you when you do move to Thousand Oaks, go hit up uh bamboo room. It's a nice like dine in bar lounge. It's bamboo room. I'm gonna write that down. And then if you want to get wild with some like MILFs or like some, some like Yeah, old, I love old, MILFs. Older people go to uh what was it called? I forgot the name, uh, Bogies, Bogies, Bogies. Go to Bogies.
0: <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, we're trying, we're trying to, we're trying to like be hip. Still go to L.A. You know, from the Valley, be those like people. I was like, I'm never gonna live in the Valley. You know how those people say, that who come to L.A. I'm i think, live in the I think,
1: I think, you would really thrive at Bogies. Yeah, uh, you, I'm you, here you for Enjoy bo- Bogies a lot.
0: Let's do it. All right. Well, it was great having you on the show. I'd love if you plug yourself.
1: Uh yeah, absolutely. If you wanna reach out, it's a uh, Hamsa Club on Instagram. TikTok is Homsa Club TV, Depop Shop Great. Homsa Club, and uh websites HomsaClub.com.
0: I love all your stuff, man. And text me or message me if you have any stuff for me that you that just screams ARW. And I love to promote to my followers. And I'm actually when this podcast drops, I'm gonna drop my TikTok haul of your stuff so everyone can see um what it's all about and like they can see the pieces I've been wearing. Be like, oh they make the connection, oh it's that guy, you know. Um, I definitely we- would love to discuss a collaboration between ARW and Hamsa Club because that could be huge like fucking gigantic we combine like the two like most iconic Jews in the world influencers and it's like boom we go we go off
1: uh, absolutely we appreciate you having us on your show thank you again
0: yeah thank you again for coming on and keep in touch have a great rest of your night peace
1: peace out bye